Welcome to the Why Woman Podcast Show, a dynamic way for you to get the life and business success tips from industry leaders around the world who have been there and done that and are walking their walk. We know you're busy, so it's a fluff and puff-free zone so you get what you need to succeed quickly so you can implement it straight away. Your hosts today are Why Woman Shah Moore and Rani Pathaks. Warning women with weak bladders should not listen to our show, okay? Or don't operate heavy machinery. You've been warned, darlings. Let's go. A lady with direction is our guest today. The GPS girl, Karen Jacobson, is on our show. Welcome, Karen. Hello. Before we get started, I just want to tell our fabulous listeners a little bit about you because you've got an amazing background. So, Karen bio the GPS girl at the age of seven in small town Australia Karen Jacobson saw Olivia Newton-John on television and knew what she wanted to do with her life she wanted to become a professional singer and move to America today Karen speaks sings and motivates people on stage on screen and in the recording studio Aussie-born and New York-based, Karen's speaking voice is in over 400 million GPS units and smartphones worldwide giving directions. From this one voiceover booking, she created her empowerment brand, The GPS Girl, teaching the five directions for recalculating in business and life. The show's topic today is the one about recalculating. Welcome to our show, Karen. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you, you know, fellow Aussie girl out there doing your thing. Being the why woman, Karen, one of the first questions I love to ask uh, our guests on the show is why do you do what you do and how does it impact the world in a positive way? Goodness, why do I do what I do? So I sing and speak and write songs and books and why I do all of those things is because I can't not do it and I am all about helping people to work out what it is they would they really want and help them make a path and a plan to get it mm. and also to help them recalculate or work out how to keep going when things get tough so that, that they can get what they want and that's what I do and why I do it is it's just who I am it's how I'm uh, how I'm wired I just I'm looking forward you know um, to the future I'm very future focused and I actually have to work at being present in the now because I'm my 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 whole makeup is about possibility and the future mm -hmm. Isn't that exciting? And it's it's interesting you say that uh, there's a couple of guests we've had on the show who have said similar things in the sense that they just can't not do what they do. It's like it's not even an option. It's like their body and, and all their forces and all their energy is just pulled into a certain direction and it's like that's just who they are. It's their being. And you've said basically the same thing, which is really interesting. Yep. And, Karen, if you had 60 seconds with someone in an alleyway, and it was a life or death situation. They said to you, Karen, tell me, what do you do? What would you say to them? Uh, okay, you threw me off with the life <laughs> or death situation. So now I'm in an alley and it's dark and I'm fearing for my life, but I'm explaining what I do. So uh, I, need, I, 
I need you to recalculate a little bit. <laughs> well, it's one of those questions that, you know, sometimes we can, you know, everyone talks about an elevator pitch and, and that's all great. But if you actually have one of those situations in your life where your your what you do will really, truly help someone, how would you explain it to someone in the sense of what you do rather than why? Well, I'm somebody who has been there and I've been at rock bottom and I've felt like things are hopeless and I've somehow just kept putting one foot in front of the other toward what it is I want. And if I can do that, you can too. Every, anyone, anybody can do that. Mm. And sometimes circumstances are really dire and sometimes we need to give ourselves a lot of room to just be and to take things a day at a time and sometimes the day at a time approach needs to be for a year or two years and if you are making sure that you're in action taking actions even if they're tiny toward what you want it really it's I am living proof that it's possible to get what you want and where you want yeah, very, very good point. And what are some of the, you mentioned that you've hit rock bottom and, and you know, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs we're talking to uh, and that I've met as well that have said the same thing. They've all been there. Uh, what, what are some of the roadblocks that you have personally experienced on your journey and how did you overcome them? Well, going back to, I suppose, uh, a young, you know, when I was quite a bit younger, I think one of one of the most debilitating things can be heartbreak and it may not seem to others that it is like the most challenging thing like no it's not life and death to have your heart broken but it can feel uh, extremely debilitating to be in that kind of situation and and to feel that lost and one particular um, that's one particular way, example I can think of. And then there is the, you know, real life situation of, uh, gosh, back when the, the GFC happened, the global financial crisis, my um, situation was that my husband and I had ended up getting ourselves into a really difficult financial situation. And I won't bore you with how we got there, but how we got there really was um, as a result of legal action that we were trying to work through and we couldn't get it resolved and we started to live out of our means while we were trying to get that resolved. And we ended up with $90,000 worth of credit card debt. Mm. We were, we'd bought an apartment that we, and that, buying that apartment was part of our solution to be able to consolidate that debt and put that into our mortgage and get away from those 30% interest rates which we were paying on the credit card debt and then as we went to refinance our mortgage and to do that to consolidate that debt it was August of 2007 and that's when the crash happened and we were stuck so our best option was to put tenants in our home in New York City and move back to Australia, which is what we did. We went back to Brisbane and we lived there mm. with our baby son, with mm. my parents, for a year. 
Mm. And it was uh, an extremely difficult experience. Mm. And it we didn't know how long we would be back there. Um, but, you know, I spent time on the phone with 19 different credit card, com- credit card companies. I negotiated um, payment plans, five-year, 0% payment plans. And I, gosh, I spent 11 months on the phone with the mortgage company working to modify our mortgage from January to December of 2009. And ultimately, um, and you know, this was across the time zones on the other side of the world at a time when they weren't, weren't approving modifications for mortgages because the laws were changing so fast. And there was a period of months in there where I was diligently calling to try and make this happen and being told, well, actually in the whole of New York State, they're not applying any modifications right now. So I just kept going. I kept making those phone calls. I kept having those conversations. It was extremely uncomfortable. I was embarrassed because I'm a sensible person. I couldn't believe that we had got ourselves into this situation. And I just kept going. And after a year... Um, or 11 months of being on the phone with the with the mortgage company on Christmas Eve of 2009, our mortgage uh, modification was approved, oh, and then we got to start making plans to come back. But in the meantime, we were working as hard as we could mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. really get back on our feet um, mm. because the work had dried up mm. and I had just had a baby, and so many things converged. Mm. Um, and a lot of people went bankrupt. A lot mm, of people lost definitely. everything. Mm. We were really fortunate to have, um, you know, to have our families help us. Mm. We were fortunate to have each other and that our relationship strengthened through that. And we just, we just made the decision that we were somehow going to make it through to the other side of that situation. So mm. it is, look, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And that experience taught me that I can create results. I can make it through um, in a disciplined way when the odds aren't great. And every entrepreneur knows that feeling of waking up in the morning and having to do the hustle every day. (laughs) Very true. And it's it's interesting listening to that because, you know, you, you basically just saw, okay, this is a situation. It's whilst we can sometimes go, well, how do we get here and spend so much time in in that place? It's at that moment in time in your life, it wasn't really relevant because it was what it was. And all you did was sat down and went, okay, this is the situation. And we can look at how we got here later. But now I need to know how to move forward. And, and you found a way and you kept making calls and you contacted people. And it was a similar experience. And, and I was up for a lot of money after the, the Queensland floods and we were indirectly affected. And that's that journey behind my book, Broke to BMW, similar thing, contacting all the creditors and saying, okay, we're going to make this work. I'm going to pay you. We need to do this. We need to do that. And whilst you can go, well, I could have done that differently. That's all great in hindsight. It's 2020 vision as we know but when we're in the situation it's like okay I've got a bigger purpose I'm going to get through this so let's just sit lay it all out on the table and work out a plan forwards and it takes courage Karen to do that so uh, well done. Uh, 
I know that, you know, listening to that and our listeners will be sitting there going, wow, that's fantastic. One of the things that I know you would absolutely know with your own journey, but also with all the people that you've met and come across in New York and everywhere else, what would you say are some of the most common lies or myths about achieving success in the entrepreneurial world today? Oh, uh well, I'm not sure if this is a lie or a myth, but I have it in my mind that it's much easier for other people than it is for me. Mm. And I think that, you know, I think that I, I, I think there's, I have an idea that it's easier for everybody else than it is for me because they look so, they make it look so easy. And also I, I have this idea that one day there'll be an a turning point that will be really obvious to me in the moment that it's the turning point. And, you know, a turning point like it all changes and it all becomes so much easier. And, you know, I've had some pretty extraordinary major positive experiences in my business and at the time they haven't seemed like they were the turning point but later I can look back and think, oh, that was a turning point. And then there are the ones that I think, this is it. This yes. is where it's all going to happen. <laughs> and it fizzles or it just doesn't mm. live up to my expectations. Mm. And I still deal with that. And mm. when I have a major opportunity come my way for major exposure of some kind, I immediately have huge expectations. Mm. And I think, this is it. Mm. This is where it all comes good. This is where the the whole all every opportunity that I've ever wanted it all breaks wide mm. open and it just starts to come my way. And mm. I I repeatedly have to give give up that expectation mm. because I find I get so disappointed yes. and despondent. Mm. Um, so I think that I don't know if that's one that other people share, but mm. for me it's a myth. Yeah. Um, that that yeah. one day there'll be this this opportunity and it'll yeah. change everything yes. and I don't and I'll know it in the moment. I don't know that you know it in the moment. I think you know no. it when you look back and go, that oh, that's where. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the, the you know the the breadcrumbs trail, uh, and that's an analogy that I use in my second book. Actually, your life, your purpose. It's the same kind of thing. We looked back at famous people and Oprah and and uh, you know Obama and Branson and all these people, and looked back at their life and found those breadcrumbs. And exactly what you've just said, there were moments when I'm sure later on they looked back and go, that was a pivotal moment in my life, my career, my business, that led me to this next step. So. Sometimes it can be that really big event or something, but often it's the little things that pivot us and and take us on a left turn or right turn and so on and get us to where we're you know where we're wanting to head. So sometimes it can be that big thing, but often we we all hang out for this one thing that's going to happen. It's going to change my life, and often it's the little things that happen every day that that sort of push us back onto that track. Uh, and those breadcrumbs are so important. So if you could actually look back. On your life so far, has there been a moment that you can now look back and reflect on that you can say that was a moment that really did change the direction of my future? Uh, I was back in Australia after we moved back there to consolidate and and work out our financial situation and 
We'd been back for about two weeks and I remember on the Sunday night watching 60 Minutes in Australia and on came Dolly Parton and there was this this interview, this special interview with Dolly Parton mm. and I was so inspired by <laughs> how she runs her business and she made some really um, fantastic candid comments about how people had made assumptions about her, how smart she is from her appearance and her looks and how she presents herself and she said she she doesn't mind, she goes in to do a deal, she'll sit around, everyone's laughing and joking and she said before they they don't even know what's happened and mm. she's she's done the deal and, <laughs> and taken the money, you know. And I was just like, her boldness and her savvy as a business person totally inspired me. Oh. The next day I was like, right, I've been back two weeks, ready to go. And I sat down at my computer that day and I just started to connect with people and mm. follow opportunities and just put it out there and get the word out that I was back in Australia and I was willing to work. And I sent, I went to the Sunrise website, Channel 7 Sunrise, the breakfast program, and I, I just went to the viewer, uh, you know, the spot where you write a letter from a mm -hmm. viewer saying I've got a story idea mm -hmm. and I wrote my story idea pitching myself to as the voice of GPS mm. to be on Sunrise as a guest. Mm. And half hour later, I got a phone mm. call and they said we would really like to do something. And the next day I was on a flight mm. to Sydney. Fantastic. And they had me on the show at like that, that really prime story mm -hmm. they have around 8 o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. it was a whole big deal. And that particular... Uh, television appearance was absolutely a turning point mm. for, for me and the establishment of my brand. But when I when I look at that 24 hours or that 48 hours of turning point, it was mm. it was it was okay. seeing that that information or hearing that information from Dolly Parton, mm. and then it was sitting down and spending a day at my computer just. Mm going for it with that mm. bold energy yes and and just the why not well why yes. not why not, why not just email through the website mm. i didn't have any fancy contact at channel mm. 7 mm. Oh, i emailed like any viewer and mm. they read it mm. there you go and it just shows doesn't it that it just takes us to see one person forging the way one leader one thought leader someone else doing it to give us permission and, and not even just permission but just to give us a bit of a confidence that if they can do it yeah. so can i we're all equal no one's better than someone else and if if she can do that you know she's just a bit further along on her journey and you looked at that and said well i can do that why can't i do that so it's a yep. matter of the same thing. I wanted to get on the radio one day. I was bored a couple of years ago, rang up 4BC, spoke to the lovely receptionist. Within two hours, I was on one show, and that evening I was on another. And it's the same kind of boldness you just said. It was like, why aren't I on the radio? I have a good voice. I have a story to tell. I listen to all these great people on there. Why can't I be on there? And it's just that matter of hearing someone else on there and go, I know that person. She's on the radio. I can be on there too. So it just when we step up and out of our comfort zone, we give permission for other people to do the same and it doesn't mean that every time it's going to work but we don't know that unless we get up and try it. So uh, uh, Karen, I've got Rani sitting next to me and she's literally bursting out of her sari to ask you a few questions so just give me a moment, I'm going to push her on. 
Hello, Mrs. Jacobson. Namaste, darling. Firstly, Aussie, 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 Gide, honey. Uh, hello. My name is Rani. Can I call you Karen? Of course. Oh, Karen, so I have to ask you, darling. I'm feeling a little bit lost at the moment. Can you help me give some direction? Well, I can tell you that uh, sometimes when that happens, the the alter ego of mine would say, I'm sorry, I'm not authorized to answer that question. <laughs> very, very good. Oh, you sound very familiar when you say, you know, you have such a sexy voice. When you're walking Aww. down the street in New York, do people stop and ask you for directions? It's funny, I live right in the center of New York City and funnily enough, people often stop and ask me for directions, but what's really interesting is they have no idea that they're asking somebody for directions who actually gives directions oh. in uh, all kinds of devices. Oh, that is funny, you must tell them. And you're also a singer, no? You do singing songs? I am. Oh, I am. wow, I actually... wow. Can you sing yes, something for us? Oh, well, I'm just, uh, goodness, what would I sing to you? I've just released my ninth album, which oh. is a Christmas album called Destination Christmas. So let me Congratulations. Oh, we can look it up on your website, maybe better, no? We look it up and we tell oh, everybody yeah. to go listen. You know, I'm also a singer, but my husband Rajan tells me that my voice is too special for anybody else to hear. <laughs> they would be jealous. I'm not allowed to sing when anyone is around. So sad, oh. no? Oh, he keeps it to himself. Yes, very much. He does keep me a very special secret. Now tell me, Karen, do you ever get lost? And if so, do you then listen to your own voice to find yourself again? You know, I do sometimes get lost and I find that very frustrating because I like to think I know where I'm going. Uh, it must be funny listening to yourself, tell yourself where to go. Absolutely, it is really. <laughs> oh, Karen, you, you sang in front of 80,000 people. My golly gosh, was that scary? You know, when I was younger and I had big opportunities like that, it was scary, but now I thrive on the energy of being in a, in a, stadium or at, an, at a venue where there are so many people because the energy is so amazing oh wow 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 i know exactly what you're feeling the same thing happened to me one time i'm making a vindaloo curry in front of four people at the same time <gasps> the eyes of the world were watching me make this curry very distracting oh my gosh i know exactly how you're feeling <laughs> so Karen, tell me, has one man stolen your heart? I have been married to the love of my life for, uh, goodness, 11 years. Oh. And, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame, you know, because my cousin's brother's best friend's brother-in-law, Sanjeev, will be available very soon. I could fix you up, but never mind. I keep him for someone else. He's going to keep be... him for someone else. I will. I keep him because, you know, he's, he's, he's married now, but he's going to be available very soon. And we know this because he's being seeing other women and we think his wife knows now. So it won't be long and he'll be back on the market. Oh, my goodness. I tell you, you have to watch the hot-blooded Indian. So, Karen, I need to ask you, 
what is the best way to recalculate? Well, it depends on what you're dealing with. I I think that really the main um, thing is to be able to notice. The first step to recalculating is to really notice that you have taken a wrong turn or that things aren't going the way that you want them to, do, to go. So to be aware or to notice is the first step. So I'm not sure if that's the best way to recalculate, but it's the first of five different steps on how to recalculate. Oh, very good. You must firstly stop and recalculate. Listen, my darling, I have to go because Shah has some more important questions. So namaste, Karen. Lovely talking to you. Okay. Okay, Karen, sorry. She's bursting always with all these questions. I hope she didn't give you a hard time. All good. <laughs> Karen, what's something that makes you go weak at the knees? Oh, my goodness. Something that makes me go weak at the knees. Um, well, I would say George Michael's singing voice. <laughs> I think his singing voice is like honey. I just think uh... he has the most amazing, amazing voice so that's, that's just that's lovely absolutely gorgeous that's or maybe the most perfect plate of french fries <laughs> ah, oh i'm with you on that one and tell me so i can imagine how many you know thousands of testimonies you've received uh in your life but can you tell me share one with our listeners today that really touched your heart a testimony you received from someone in the audience and it touched your heart can you share it with us please hmm um, I once, well, this isn't the most deep uh, example, but an example that comes to mind is uh, once receiving a letter from a little girl and she was telling me in the letter, she was thanking me for being the voice in their car and that mm. I've been with their family for four years and they know that my name is Karen, but they call me Zoe. <laughs> and we'd taken all these fantastic trips together and what a great part of their family I was and and they they had to call me Zoe because they wanted to name me after their pet bird who died. Oh, isn't that sweet? That's lovely. That's so nice. It's such a special letter. Oh, and it's those little letters, you know, that come into us along the way and I'm sure you've received a lot more, but it just reminds you that you are on the right purpose, you are on, on the right path and uh, and it gives you fuel as well when things aren't going quite well, which happens to all of us, to keep going. So, Karen, if you could look back, you know, now you're at the stage of your life that you're at and you've had some amazing things happen and some bad things happen and they're all lessons, if you could look back and tell your younger self just one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Hire a business coach. <laughs> People ask me what, what my regrets are and I don't have any regrets. But one thing I wish I'd known earlier was mm. that having a business coach is a really good idea. Yeah. And I so <laughs> love my business coach deeply. And if the 19-year-old me had known that there was such a thing, mm. then that would have been 
fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so true. And actually a few people on the show have said a similar thing, that get yourselves a coach or a mentor as soon as you can. Find a way, beg, borrow or steal because as the famous saying goes, we either pay for a mentor or a coach now or we'll pay for lost opportunities in the future, but either way we pay. And, you know, as you know, I'm a mentor and I absolutely love working with my, my female clients and it's just such a rewarding industry. But I also, of course, have two mentors because everybody needs one. So, uh, Karen, look, I know so many of our listeners today will, will have fallen in love with you and who you are. What's the best way that they could contact you? How do they find out more about what you're doing and listen to your music and everything? How do we find you? I am very easy to find <laughs> and I'm even going to give my email address. Oh. My email address is Karen at thegpsgirl.com Karen at thegpsgirl.com and right there at thegpsgirl.com you can like listen to and watch inspiring material and performances and there are a lot of different resources there and I, I love to connect with people on social media. You can find me in all the usual places. I'm the, the GPS girl on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Brilliant. And I also have a YouTube channel with, uh, with a lot of different performances and speaking, uh, presentations. And I love, love, love to connect with people. So fantastic. So come, come find me there. Oh, we will definitely. And uh, we will also place the information on our website and encourage anyone today who would like to, you know, thank Karen for her time or have any questions or share how you've enjoyed the interview to come along to our Facebook page, The Why Woman Podcast Show, and share that. Karen, thank you so much. I know how incredibly busy you are. And I just want to thank you for your time and being so open and, and having a play with us as well with Rani. And uh, we'd love to have you back on the show again in the future and see what you're up to, watch which new direction you've taken pardon the pun uh thank you again so much for being on our show today karen oh you have reached your destination <laughs> love it all right we'll talk to you again very soon bye for now bye we know you will want to join in on the live conversation about today's incredible show so come on over to our facebook page why woman podcast show and let's chat Listen to an episode you've missed by visiting shamore.com.au. Until next time, remember, find and live your why today. It's your life, your purpose.